Hola, bienvenue, welcome in. Welcome to the Delicious of Minority Support. As always, I'm your host, Gus. With me, as usual, is my biracial consigliere, Jay Shell. Mrs. Veej's here at the door, sir. He goes, <laughs> I goes, do you read the dictionary? Yeah. He goes, I like to get a mental workout. Uh, a mental too. sweat, too. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. <laughs> Back with yeah. us, this is Pride Part 2. Electric we're, Boogaloo. We're celebrating everything LGBTQ plus IA, LMLOP, QRSTUV. <laughs> and so back with us is Avery. Hello, hello. And of course, Mr. Han. Pride 2. Bigger, gayer than ever. <laughs> he said, Com- coming soon on June 9th. <laughs> he said coming soon. Giggity. <laughs> but did you say, did you notice I said June 9th? Yeah, and he said harder. <laughs> anyway. Wait, is that 6 9 uh-huh. Yikes. Nice. You guys are gay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Boom. Excuse me, yeah. half. Oh, that's right. One, your father was gay, and then your yeah, mother yeah. was gay. I'm, I'm, gay. I'm gay. you know. I'm only mostly gay. <laughs> I, I'm gay on my mother's side. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. we were talking about pride and the origins of pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jay, yeah. we, in the last episode, we started talking about the origins of it and how it became a went from being a mourning to mm-hmm. a celebration right. of, of the uh, LGBTQ plus IA community. Mm-hmm. LGBTQIA plus, I always put the plus in the middle for some reason. You know? right. Speaking of quick, before we mm-hmm. get into the topic, mm-hmm. that's my, like I wanted to talk about you, with you guys in the previous one. Uh, the the right wing conservatives, shit talking bigots, they, they try to use the LGBTQIA plus against the community because a lot of people. What are those people called? The Mambla guys. What are they called? Uh, oh, uh, man. Uh, what was it called? No, no, no. I know it's the Man Association. Oh, pedophiles. No, well, yeah. yes, that's the short well, term. Yes, but they try to, I, I quote unquote, identify now as oh. minor attracted person. Yes. Map. Yeah. And they said, oh, well, we're in that, too. We're going to include ours. In a, no. And the LGBTQ plus community is like, fuck you are. No. But the conservatives took that and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they ran with that fucking conspiracy theory. And they go, see, see, they're all gay. They're all so bad. I'm like, no, dude, they're not included in that. Yep. You know, are yeah. there people who are in the LGBTQ plus community that may not be on the up and up? Yeah. Every community. But that's in yeah. every community. It's yeah. like I like to say to people that some people have told me, oh, well, you're just racist. I say, no, I don't like assholes. <laughs> I was like, I don't care what color you are. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Word. Yeah. That's just as like uh, people who are of plus size. They go, oh, you don't like me because I'm fat. No, I don't like you because you're an asshole. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Jay, how many, Jay Shaw, how many people we've met like that? They're just assholes? Yeah. Well, they, they're big and they try to go, oh, you don't like me because I'm fat. Like, no, I don't like you because you're an asshole. Pretty much. Well, you don't like me because I'm, insert description. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But anyway, yeah. getting back to Pride. So mm-hmm. once the American Psychological Association declared that it's not a mental illness, that kind of opened the door for things like Pride, where it went from being a mourning of what happened during the Stonewall riots to now a celebration embracing one's uh, queerness. And Cur- that, that didn't happen until 1987. Really? I mean, yeah, mm. so it was entered into the DSM in 52. And wow. it was it was discussed and debated through the 70s, mm-hmm. but it wasn't actually removed from the DSM until 87. Wow. Yeah, a lot yeah. more that happened in the gay community is a lot more current mm-hmm. than people like to think. Really? You know, and, and people think, oh, that's so long ago. No, no, no. Really that no. long ago. You know, Shit, the Civil War wasn't that long ago. You know, I first heard about that. Um, mental, I mean, homosexuality being a mental illness and everything in um, VH1's I Love the 70s. And that blew my mind. I was like, 
wow, like if it's against the status quo, they will stigma that like oh, a motherfucker. Absolutely, they have to yeah. because they they and it's like Avery said in the last episode, mm. they think that they're being oppressed because somebody gets to have something. Yeah, you know, because they want it just for them. It's a competition. It's kind of like when yeah. the, the civil the civil rights act. Yeah. Wait. Black people because you use the same water fountain as me? Hell no, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. They're taking away from me. They're not taking away yeah. from you. They're giving to others. Yeah. They just want to be treated the same way. Yeah, yeah. dude. But fuck that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you want to be treated like I am? Fuck you. <laughs> and and that goes to show that people think that they have a... like that People who say, oh, I'm not a white supremacist. Well, if you think that people who are queer shouldn't have the same rights as you, like get married and all that, you are. You are. Mm-hmm. You are a supremacist because you think that you're better than them. Absolutely. That they shouldn't have the same rights as you. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they're, they're starting with the new laws that are happening. They're starting to use mental illness against us. Because most people who are in the gay community suffer from anxiety and depression. It's hard being gay yeah. in America. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, and it has it, nothing to do no. that you're mentally ill because yeah. you're gay. Exactly. It's you're mentally ill because yeah. people hate you for being yeah. gay. It's, yeah. it, it's, like, it's like a twisted sense of irony. It's like they're saying like they're mentally ill for what they did and everything. They planted the seeds to like the, you know, mental illness, like depression and everything. Conservatives who do that remind me of that one meme of the guy riding the bicycle. They put the sticks in his front scope, yes. uh, spoke, falls yeah. down and blames someone else. Well, it, it's yeah. a, it's a, and with all due respect, I hope that I don't say anything wrong. I, you know, I always apologize. We're all learning. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like when people think PTSD it's immediately somebody who's been in the military. No. That's not true. I have PTSD. And exactly, that's what I was going to touch on. Because all all the shit that you've told us in the last episode that you had to face, Mm -hmm. you got to be suffering from that. You know, I'm not wishing it on you, but I understand because I know Mm -hmm. you you have to be, have that in some form of way. Yeah, we we moved um, to a new house two years ago because we were ran out of our previous home by a neighbor who moved in and had issues. So it is currently happening across the country. I wish it felt better to say to people who are, you know, homophobes, Rock Hudson, totally mm. gay. Okay, I yeah. wanted to touch that on the last but, episode. But unfortunately, yeah. it just feels like you're playing the game on their level. Well, see, yeah. but the thing is, that, that was one thing I wanted to talk about the previous episode I want to touch on real quick. Uh, there were so many people in Hollywood that were gay, mm-hmm. that, but they wouldn't come out, they wouldn't talk about it, or everyone knew they were but as long as you didn't talk about it, it was like kind of like the don't say gay in the military. Because mm-hmm. uh, what was the dude um, on Bewitched? Oh, uh, the, was it the first Darren? No, the no, 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 the, the, the uncle. Oh, Charles oh. Nelson Riley. No, 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 no. It, was it wasn't him. It was, uh, what's his face? Paul Lynn. Paul Lynn. Oh, Paul Lynn. Yeah, yeah, Because, dude, Paul Lynn screamed gay. Yeah. And people were like, oh, I'm a heterosexual man. The well, hell you are, well, bro. They, they, try to make him, they try to make him like hetero to the people by yep. giving him his own sitcom. And he's a single father. And he's chased by so many women. Yeah. Well, Charles Nelson Riley is another example. Right, right. <laughs> with the, John, with the glasses. Wayne, same thing. John Wayne? Yep. John, yeah. Oh, Marlon. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, super, super toxic masculinity. Yeah. He's the epitome of a cowboy. But his middle name was Francis. He used to go by Fran- uh, Frankie with his friends. Yeah. He had little minpin dogs yeah. and mm. he lived with a man. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Marlon Brando, him and Richard Pryor had a relationship. You can, see, you can't, you can't really say Marlon Brando because Marlon Brando would have fucked anything. Well, no, 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 no. But here, no, 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 no. Hey, wait, don't wait, be wait. hating on pansexuals, man. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You uh, can though, because Marlon Brando was seen as like, you know, oh, he was the hot shit. He was the the ladies' man. Yeah. He was like the masculine. You know, he, he was, was the standing. Johnny Depp of his time. He was, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then he became Dom DeLuise. Yeah. <laughs> 
not even Captain Chaos, Dom DeLuise. <laughs> but no, but like he was seen as like a John Wayne type or a Rock Hudson as like this manly pay, man. Manly man. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was it was Richard Pryor's widow um, that spilled the beans about wow. that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not shocked. Yeah, <laughs> like, there was also. A, a, I'm kinda, a, I was kind of surprised about Richard Pryor though. I, I wasn't. He never. I mean, he never came off one of masculinity, toxic masculinity. Yeah. It's yeah. not really his thing anyway. Well, Anthony yeah. uh, so. Psycho, uh, Anthony Psycho, Psycho, the movie Psycho, Anthony... Hopkins. Ho- no. No. Anthony. The dude that was in Psycho. I anyway, don't know, yeah. He, he, was, he was gay. Uh, however, he went to the lengths of even getting like electroshock therapy and, and tried to... Uh, do uh, what do you call it? Conversion, the conversion therapy. Yeah. Anthony Perkins. Sorry. Anthony Perkins. Oh, that's it. Yeah. He goes. He did uh, conversion therapy because he didn't want to be gay because mm-hmm. he knows that in Hollywood you couldn't be. Yeah. And yeah. there was a lot of women that were gay too in Hollywood and they just couldn't be because of that. Yeah. Which uh, leads us to our topic today. Yes. Pride. Part because, two. Because these parades have helped so many people who are in the closet that had to hide them true, yeah. their true selves to finally come out and express it. Uh, but yeah, let's go back to like the the seeds that planted pride, actually, yeah. even be, even before the Stonewall riots. So these were, um, tra- pride traditions were, came, were adapted from a reminder of day pickets. And this was, the they were held annually from like 1965 to 1969. On July 4th at the Independence Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, right. so they were organized by the Eastern Regional <laughs> Conference of Homophile Organizations or Homophile Ur- Homophile mm-hmm. Okay Erco or yeah, and so it was initially called Echo and everything. Um, so yeah, that they were formed in 1962 as an organization of East Coast homophile groups, which included the New York chapter of the Daughters of uh, Biltus Biltus. Yes, oh. thank you. Um, the Janus Society in Philadelphia. And the, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce this. Maybe you can help me out. Uh, the uh, Matashin. Oh, no, I can't pronounce oh, okay. that. <laughs> sounds good. That sounds like a dish at a Mediterranean right, restaurant. Right. I'll would have the Matashin. Ma- How would you like that? With a side of basmati. <laughs> Shake anyway. it, but not stir it. Matashin Society of Washington and New York, and would grow to include others. Mm. And so, yeah, so those like pretty much planted the seeds of uh, pride. So the organizers of of those uh, picket days or mm-hmm. envision it as a national celebration uh, quoted we also propose that we contact homophile organizations throughout the country and suggest that they hold parallel demonstrations on that day we propose a national day of support so that was a call out to all the groups all the gay groups and everything to finally come out of the shadows and everything I, it was kind of like you were watching um, 101 Dalmatians yes the Twilight Bark yeah so that was a call, like, you know, call for action and everything. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's like, they can't stop us all. Yeah, it kind of sounds exactly. like, hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. Yes, queen. Right. Yes. They, jo- Jonathan on Queer Eye. Right. So great. Instead of the bat signal, it's the uh, rainbow. Yes. Oh, man, that'd be dope, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, that was it's probably where I started one of my favorite chants. And listen. We're, we're queer. We're here. Get, Get used, used to it. it. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so those uh, uh, so yeah, so the National Picket Days basically essentially form what Pride is, right. and so as we um, stated in the previous episode, the first like official um, Pride parade, mm-hmm. you know, was uh, the year after um, Stonewall. the Stonewall riots right. as a celebration, 
and as a, as to remind people that you know we're here, we're career, we're gonna fight back. Yeah, yeah. Dude, and like I said, dude, I I don't care who you want to love. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't be an asshole. It's like I said, yep. I don't care who you want to love. Just don't be an asshole. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and no one, no one where stone where pride parades or pride protests come from. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, mm-hmm. from Stonewall. Mm-hmm. Now it makes a lot more sense to people why mm-hmm. we have an issue with police. Yeah. in mm-hmm. our pride, pride parades. Yeah. Because this was a protest against the police. Right, right. And then we have the same people who are oppressing us that are now lining the streets as we are trying to be ourselves. Yeah. And see, like, the like, only we, reason yeah. why you're a gay cop marching in this parade is because we fought for you to be able to mm-hmm. be a gay cop marching yeah. against your people. <laughs> Absolutely, on, uh, yeah. On, on Valentine's Day last year, I lost my trans daughter to an overdose. Mm-hmm. And uh, that day... Uh, the police made the rounds looking for me. The Phoenix police were looking for me all over. And because I'd moved a couple times, they couldn't figure out what my current address is. And by the time they did, I was already on the phone with the medical examiner from um, from Iowa City where she died. Um, I wasn't going to answer the door for the Phoenix police. Right. If you don't have a warrant, mm-hmm. get off my property. Get off my You're lawn. Just like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have already proven yourself to be a hostile entity in my life and everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Well, get lost. Yeah. During yeah. the height of the BLM and the George Floyd uh, protests, mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend was scared every time I drove my car. Yeah. She goes. Mm-hmm. I, she goes. The last thing I want is for a cop to pull you over mm-hmm. because you're brown and something happens to you. I was like, listen. I understand, and it kind of scares me too. I'm not gonna lie; I sweat a little bit, and my butt puckers up every time there's a cop behind me. Uh, but it, I told her I'll be the first one. They tell me get out of the car; I will lay immediately on the floor. <laughs> it's like they don't even have to ask me because right. I know. Go into comply mode immediately. What? Absolutely, yeah. I'll be like, wait, wait! I didn't ask yeah. you to lay on the floor. Yeah, I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> so so yeah. the the other side of that is mm-hmm. the the lockdown in California finally gets lifted, and I get in my 2013. BMW M X five fifty I and I'm on cruise, show off. I'm on cruise control at like 130 yeah. miles an hour on some beautiful brand new highway out by Joshua Tree and I come over a hill and there's a cop there and he pulls me over for doing an un- he cuffed me and put me in the back seat and as I'm sitting there and he's lecturing me about safety and all this stuff I think nah, he's gonna let me go any minute and sure enough he did yeah. and so, you know it cost me. $800 for the ticket, I think. Uh, but so you were saying, yeah. Jay, about... So you, it gets his history back in that, but then when he started celebrating, it kind of snowballed. It did. And it just got every year. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Like on um, Saturday, June 27th in 1970, um, the Chicago Gay Liberation organized a march from Washington Square Park, also known as Bughouse Square, yeah, I know where that is. to uh, to the uh, water tower at the intersection of uh, Michigan and Chicago Avenues. Oh, Chicago Avenue? In, New- in the... In Chicago? Yeah. Oh, because mm-hmm. there's a Washington Square Park in New York, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it's the right, one that yeah. they showed at the beginning of Friends all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. But, yeah, and then um, the West Coast, uh, you know, then in the West Coast, um, there was the uh, the Gay-In in San Francisco on June 28th in uh, 1970, same right. year, and a march in Los Angeles that same day as well. So all these marches happening on the same day, right. you know, just just imagine like the empowerment that do was going on. You, do you know why there's a lot of a, a large community of, of gay people in San Francisco? Mm. And there's actually a district called the Castro because- Well, I, I've heard, but for, well, the, for our yeah. listeners- Real, real quick, yeah. it's because in after World War II, when the sailors were, you know, released, a lot of the gay ones 
saw other gay people openly being gay in San Francisco, and they're like, oh, I'm staying here because yeah. I feel safe here. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that, that's why it grew and grew into that. Yeah. But anyway, you were saying. Yeah. But yeah, so pretty much it was like it kick-started like in a, a revolution. So, you know, East Coast, West Coast, they right. started marching, and it led to like, you know, what we know as Pride Today. And it all came from that fateful night in 1969. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's just amazing. It's unfortunate yeah. that people had to lose their lives because of it. It is. Um, but honestly, and I hate to sound like an asshole, but every war, there's casualties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. And this, that was a war for them. I it thought, was. and I thought this war, I thought they really thought this war was, was winding down until five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it just... It just exploded all over again, and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" Notwithstanding, of course, the at the same time, you know, a certain orange shit stain came into office. Well, I'm, no, I wasn't gritty. Gonna be in, oh, <laughs> fuck it. But um, no, I was just at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. intolerance just from racial intolerance, intolerance mm-hmm. of of pretty much everything spiked to a new level, and I, I'm like, I'm. At the time, you know, I'm thinking I'm almost 60 years old. How can this be happening? What yeah, is all yeah. of the effort that that people have made over the years? Why has it all of a sudden been dumped out? Yep. I think honest, it's, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. I think it's a societal backlash. Because yeah. yeah. I know back in when Stonewall happened in '78. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the next year was when Harvey Milk was assassinated. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And and there was a backlash. And then in the '80s, they started um, they started passing laws. Um, sodomy in private was illegal. Mm-hmm. Oral sex in, in private was illegal. And that was a way that they could come after the That's gay community. That's crazy. It is. And then, so the same thing happened with Obama, where mm-hmm. we we elected a black man, mm-hmm. and then we passed some very important laws for the gay community yeah. and the society backlashed it, yeah. it's like this mm-hmm. reoccurring cycle it's 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 again like we were talking about every time that you get an equality they want to take something else away from you you know okay you can get married but you can't have sex wait what <laughs> that's insane to me oh, you yeah. know and and the reason like for example a, there used to be a law a long time ago that if you committed adultery, you can go to jail. Why do you think that came off the books? Because cis white males that were in charge of the government went, no, no, I like fucking around on my wife. The, demo- mm. the demographic of our prisons would be different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Obama, actually, because he was actually the first sitting president mm-hmm. to be... Um, Supportive, vocally supportive of uh, gay rights. Right. In fact, he well, was consistent, yeah. consistently. Yeah. Yes. Like Bill Clinton was against. Like he basically wrote DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act. Right. And then at in his second term said, "Nope, that's not right." Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's a good point you made. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but yeah. you're right. But Obama yeah. was consistent throughout. That's his, because right. his, his donors right. probably went, "We don't agree with that gay thing. We're not going to give you any money." Right. Never mind, then. Right. And also another cool fact that he was actually on the first. He was the first uh, president to be on Out magazine. Obama. Yo, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and now and that was a ma- that's a major major like. Um, what was it called like step for like gay rights and everything to have like the, the leader of the free of the world States, yeah. of the president so, of the United States as an ally <laughs> so but, and, uh, but conservatives yeah. must have really hated him wait he's black his middle name is Hussein and he supports gay people 
their heads uh, exploded. He, he was pretty much checking off all the conservative nightmares, like minority ally. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you yeah. would say, let's go ahead and fast forward a little bit. When mm-hmm. we're talking about pride, and it's a celebration every year, mm-hmm. but a lot of struggles that they still had mm-hmm. in the way, like. Um, People who are who are part of the Alphabet Mafia wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. They wanted to express their love in that way. Yeah, and they weren't allowed to mm-hmm. because, like, like uh, Avery said, there were laws against sodomy, mm-hmm. which is funny because then we had a president that was in the Oval Office getting blowjobs. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, so that wasn't in private though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is like wait, wait, wait. So it's cool for a man to get a blowjob, but from a woman. And that's not illegal, but the other one is. You know what's the messed up it's part about that? Your is dry like, cleaning bill, though. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, they kept the dress. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> but you know, you know what's messed up because like they, you know, conservatives are always going on about like you know, gay people. They're ruining the sanctity of marriage, mm-hmm. family values. Meanwhile, the straight president's gain having an affair in the White House. Yeah, and that family oh, and, values, and they still say they still say that to that to this day. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's family values. That's a, oh, that's against God's will. Yeah, so is divorce. Marjorie Taylor Greene. And you've had that Lauren eight Lauren Bobert. And you motherfuckers have had that eight times. Trump five times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. no, he's a man of God, though, Gus. Okay. He's also uh, a rapist, as it turns <laughs> out. Yes. So. Yes. yes. Oh, the, oh, that one, they trying to jump fucking mental gymnastics just to sidetrack. They're, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, but he wasn't found guilty. It's liable. You stupid people don't know the difference. Yeah. I was like... Liable is guilty in civil court, you fuck nut. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but yeah, but no, but that's this is why the pride parades are important yes, exactly. and everything. A lot of people like outside looking in, like they think like, oh, they're just like, you know, just having like, you know, just marching. They're just like, you know, like, you know, trying to like shove their gayness down people's throat. Don't and shove your gayness down my throat. Yeah. It was I was like, like okay. only if you're lucky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, listen, you guys have Christmas parades, the the Thanksgiving Day parade, <laughs> which sorts, Christmas parade is like yeah. is a religious holiday right. that was stolen. But anyway, right? Why, and you're, it, why can't there be straight pride? Oh, I'm sorry, because every single fucking day is straight pride. It, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, so and they try to uh, stigmatize the pride parade as trying to brainwash the masses. Which let me let me tell you something. Those masses that you're quote unquote trying to—they're trying to brainwash and everything. Listen, they're in the closet. Yeah. This and like no, there's no brainwashing. Well, this, exactly. Yeah. And I can tell you, growing up yeah. with a person as a person who struggled with gender identity and sexual orientation, mm-hmm. nobody brainwashed me. No. I, it, no, I was in a conservative, uh, religious family in the mm-hmm. Midwest, Bible Belt. On the I, contrary, they were suppressing you. Yeah, yeah, I saw no representation in TV right. or, or, or magazines. I still came to my own conclusion because if you ask any cis het woman mm-hmm. did you ever wonder if you were a boy they don't wonder because you're cis like yeah. that that that's the whole thing they think that we're just i don't know we're watching too much tv or video games or yeah. something they o- they always use like a um what was it called a uh what is that word like you blame something to like get the um the heat off you or something. Scapegoat? Scapegoat, yes. Scapegoat. Thank you, thank you very much. Projection. But, but yeah, but yeah, they always have some sort of scapegoat when they, when there's like a quote unquote moral panic and whatnot. Yeah. You know, it's video games, it's TV, it's movies, it's gay people. Yeah, they're always going to try to shift yeah. the responsibility from themselves. So, mm-hmm. in three easy steps, here's my journey. I'm 11 years old, I'm going to the Methodist church and I ask my my Sunday school teacher a question, which she absolutely cannot act, answer to my satisfaction. So I go and ask the minister, and he tells me to go ask my Sunday school teacher. 
by the end <laughs> of that Sunday school season, yeah. my parents asked me if I wanted to go back, and I said, it's all a lie. Yeah. And I said, I'm, 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 an, I'm an atheist. I don't believe any of this stuff at 11 and a half years old. They said, well, you know, in the spring, you're, you're going to go ahead and recite the 23rd Psalm, and they're going to give you a Bible with your name on it, and then you don't have to go anymore. Mm -hmm. I get the Bible. <laughs> Literally two weeks later, I sleep over at my friend's house, and in the middle of the night, you know, we wind up naked in, in a single sleeping bag. Oh and I my. was like... I'm so screwed. <laughs> Again, only if you're looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on that note, yeah. let's go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jesse from Make It a Combo. Thanks for listening to the Minorities Report. But don't forget to listen to our podcast, Make It a Combo, where we watch movies and have fun. Also, make sure you check out MI Slut, hosted by Andrea, where she gets down to the nitty gritty of people's sex life. And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. We're talking about everything pride and everything gay. Mm. <laughs> it's a gay old time. It's a gay old time, which is funny because like y'all kind of took that word because gay used to mean happy. Oh, I'm gay mm. and fancy free. Mm. I'm like, bet you are. <laughs> no, but I think I think it, it, okay. You when we talked about it in the last episode, it's been kind of used sometimes as a derogatory term. Yeah. Oh, that shit's gay. Mm. I was like, oh. So you mean it's colorful, fantastic, and celebratory? Yeah, that's not the I'm insult you're that. looking for. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. the flex you think, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, because I grew up in an environment, and like Mr. Hare was talking about his awakening. Uh, I was I grew up in an environment where, and again, I apologize for the words, but I, if, you, if you were acting any kind of emotional, uh, you were a faggot, uh, stop being a girl, uh, shit like that. And that's what you recall, oh, homo. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, I never understood, like I, I, I heard people say that to other people and yeah, sometimes it was used towards me and I never realized, like I, I had a cousin who was gay, unfortunately they passed away, but I never saw him any different. Yeah. It was like he yeah. just who was who he was. Mm -hmm. He treated me like family and that's all I was concerned about. And what's funny is like a lot of these and I want to touch on this, and then Jay, I'll let you get back to what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of cis white males with shitty beards and lifted trucks mm -hmm. try to say that they're Viking origin or they're Vikings. It's like, so you're gay? I was like, <laughs> and they're like, what? No, Vikings were brutal. I was like, yes, Vikings had wives at home, but when they were on the ships all alone together. Mm, guess in the navy <laughs> but no it's the same thing with the guys who were oh, go ahead sorry. but another thing about that's similar to vikings and the lgbtq community is that they form they used to form families mm -hmm. tribes the, a lot of them weren't family blood mm -hmm. but they would form these tribes and it was everything was shared they'd raise the children together uh some of them would sleep with each other's wives and some of the men would sleep together uh, and women had a lot of power in their communities, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of times they were gone. Because Vikings isn't a race; it was a culture. Mm -hmm. It was a it was a, a title. It was a, a profession. Which cracks me up when people say, "Oh yeah, I'm Viking." I have I'm Viking free. blood. That's like saying I I have like a Target store manager. Yeah. On my, <laughs> it's like, on my oh, side. I, ha I have carpenter blood. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what are you related to, Karen? <laughs> That's a deep cut, right? Right. There. <laughs> so, so yeah. get back to what you're saying, Jay. Yeah. So Pride every year is getting like 
But Avery, you wanted to touch on it. Well, right now, we're still facing some of the bigotry because of that. And even though people are celebrating Pride, and like Mr. Han was saying, about five, five six years ago, um, and I think it was a combination of in 2015 mm -hmm. where it passed that you could be of the same sex and legally marry because before that you could be a domestic partner, mm -hmm. but now you could legally get married. Or civil was, union. Civil mm -hmm. union. And from that to the orange shit stain on life becoming president was that culminated because he emboldened bigots. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. People, oh, he's not a bigot or racist. Yeah, the fuck he is. Yeah, right. And he's worse because he emboldens other bigots. He gave all of them a platform. Yeah. Yeah. And it's they're okay like, oh, to be that way because he's that. Yeah. yeah. Now I don't have to. Just like where, where people had to hide being gay and then they finally finally can come out. It was kind of like awakening for the bigots. Oh, you mean I can say that person's a faggot out loud? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. You know. And it's horrible that we're kind of retreating back instead of moving forward. Mm -hmm. You know. And a lot of conservatives give shit to people who are liberal because we're progressive. Yeah, That doesn't mean that we're not patriots. That doesn't mean that we don't love our country. We love our country so much, we want it to be better. Mm -hmm. there's, um, <laughs> there's this woman who um, in December testified uh, before Congress um, about the difference between, her name was um, Amanda Tyler and she was from Christians Against Christian nationalism, and she wow. oh. she has this. Um, it's on YouTube, Amanda Tyler. She has this amazing speech that says, "National Christian nationalism is not Christianity. It is antithetical to everything that Jesus taught and everything that God intends for us from a Christian perspective." And it's the first time I've ever heard that said mm -hmm. in any kind of meaningful public forum. And thank goodness it was said in Congress. And I'm sure there were a bunch of conservative right-wing Republicans like playing Candy Crush or rolling their eyes in the back of their head. Or just foaming at the mouth. Or taking a nap. No, he, I'd He took a shot at Ted yeah. Cruz. I don't right think they're yeah. smart enough to Ted understand Cruz what says what? Yeah. Well, there was a, another woman recently that testified in front of Congress. I'm not sure her name. And she is in a same-sex marriage, and they and they have children. Oh. And and uh, she, it was Marjorie Shitty Green, mm -hmm. uh, was questioning her, or Lauren Boebert, one of the two idiots. Mm -hmm. They're interchangeable. Yeah. It's Tweedledum and Tweedledumber. Mm -hmm. uh, so she asked... Um, do you have children? She goes, well, I have an adopted child from my yeah. wife. And she goes, oh, so you're not a real parent. You don't know how it Jesus. is to be a mother. Yeah, yeah. and you don't, you're not a, she said, you're not a real parent. I'm like, mother. and she just don't realize that she not only insulted same-sex partners who have children, mm -hmm. also adoptive parents who have adopted children. Mm -hmm. And because there are couples who adopt children that can't have children or mm -hmm. choose I mean, to adopt I'm just a, I'm just a step-parent, but I've been a step-parent of a, don't say just. Of a don't say just. Don't say just. <laughs> You're not just a step parent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a step parent. I've been a step parent of a special needs person for 30 years, mm -hmm. and I'm here to tell you that <laughs> the struggle is real, yeah. and there is so much that there's no step parents day, mm -hmm. you know, and there really should be. Absolutely. Um, and and I've seen it <laughs> in my very own family. I've seen it done yeah. done mm -hmm. very very right. Mm -hmm. And uh, my sister is an amazing step parent, mm -hmm. and my um, <laughs> I, won't, I won't go there, but I've also seen it done extraordinarily oh, wrong. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, but oh, yeah. And speaking of that, real quick, uh, I know I want to get back on topic, Avery, just because I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, you and your wife, mm -hmm. if you ever choose to have children, I don't know if you guys want to have children. 
which way would you go? Oh man, so we talked about it right before mm-hmm. the pandemic. Right. Um, I had a, a, a medical uh, a medical issue where I was supposed to have surgery and I was going to lose uh, like 50% of my mobility. I wouldn't be able to breathe or move my oh, arms. My. Um, luckily it worked out, I'm good. Uh, but we decided maybe we should wait until after that. And right. then when we started discussing it, it was, do we adopt? Do we do in vitro? Right. Um, do we do a donor? Um, but there are ad- so many hurdles for adopting right. for gay parents. So many. Sorry, there- I have a vasectomy. I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that um, we actually looked at some state adoption agencies, right. and um, there's one that would accept gay parents, and then, um, but they don't have. We were looking for a younger child, right. um, and then the rest of them are all religious based. And they refuse. Yeah. So there are three in the country that allow for for internal gay parents because to adopt. It's it's crazy because uh, the state of Arizona has quote unquote turned blue dur- uh, during the last election, but there's still so much conservatism here that mm-hmm. it's almost disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you go through certain towns in here, you see the big lifted trucks with the giant exhaust pipes and oh, fucking God. make America. What I was telling Jay in one of the episodes was like, I laugh when I see giant trucks with make America great flags, but it's on a Toyota <laughs> or a Nissan. The compensation will be old. I yeah. like to call it. I, I, can't, I can't believe I, I never got the chance to ask anybody uh, with a make America great hat, make America great again. Uh, so like when? So oh, do you have yeah. a specific year? Oh, yeah. oh, at? oh, the uh, yeah. the Daily Show asked yeah. that of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, back the, in like the 1950s, he goes, "Oh, you mean when black people had no rights and women couldn't vote?" <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. uh, "No, not that women couldn't vote, but that women couldn't yeah. have a credit card." Which is crazy because women couldn't have a bank account or a credit mm-hmm. card until yeah. 1973. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were saying so. Let's get back on topic. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we've talked about the pride parades, their impact, and everything mm-hmm. globally. And so I actually wanted to open up to the forum. I want to ask, what were your guys' first experience with Pride? Um, let's start with uh, Gus. Me? Why well, start with me? No, you're let's the get host. the guest first. Avery, <laughs> when was the first time you got to experience Pride? Here in Phoenix. Really? Yeah. Wow. So in Missouri, we had um, we didn't have Pride parades. I'm there shocked. Was, really, I'm shocked. There was one day where a lot of us gay people would get together in front of the, um, I think, it was the Gay and Lesbian Center of uh, the Ozarks. Mm-hmm. We would get in front of there, and we would have like a little parking lot thing. Um, so kind of like when high school kids get in front yeah, of Taco Bell. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like a tailgate type of thing. Yeah, like a tailgate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was as I went to one of those, and, and that was the most I'd ever been to. But uh, I came out here, and like you guys have like a legit pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was so excited. I probably went way too overboard. You know, bikini top and rainbow flags everywhere. Overboard. Just, I mean, like that sounds like pride in that's, general. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> you, you, appar- you apparently have never been to the pride in New York. I was no. going to say, was the uh, was the bikini top gold lame? Because no. I think it kind of should have been. It should have been. No, it was. I mean, it was a trip because I got to see things that I had never seen. But it's great because like, you felt free, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Like yeah. um, I, I I had no inhibition at that time. Nice. I was able to be myself 100, probably uh, too much of myself. But, <laughs> Uh, but that, was must, it, that must have what, felt free, was it, though. Was yeah. it encouraged by some liquid? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> liquid, liquid courage? I couldn't believe they had that kind of liquid courage there. <laughs> and um, were you with your wife at the time? Or, no, uh, I was uh, I was dating someone, and I was with a group of gay people. Uh, um, so it was, a, it was a lot of fun to hang yeah. out. Um, I actually did take her to her first Pride when we started dating. I like when you go, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, I took her to her first pride. Um, we wore shirts. I made. I had shirts made. Hers said, or mine said, recruiter, and hers said, recruited. So your nice. wife. Yeah. Your, your wife. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. 
So we had a, they had to freak out the squares. You see, oh, yeah. you see, oh, yeah. they're they're recruiting they're them gay. through the CIA and Zionists, whichever. Fill in the blanks of like conservative Mad Libs. Right. <laughs> so, so you, in other words, enjoyed your first yeah, experience. Yeah, it was yeah. it was great. Pride. And, and mm-hmm. I I wish that type of representation was across the country. Yeah. So yeah, how long people, ago was that? Twelve. Let's see. It was when I moved here, so it was two thousand and nine. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So you moved here right after I did. I was in 2005. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So, but you had a great first experience. Yeah, right? it was mm-hmm. really, really good. And have yeah. you gone back since then? Or? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I went every year up really? until wow. um, my wife and I moved out into the sticks. The and boons. Then, yeah. <laughs> Down and in like the boon dark. A long burn. trek. And I don't drink anymore, so I don't, yeah. I don't patron those types yeah, of events. Yeah, me too. Well, I, I'll go to the Pride. I don't have to drink. But yeah. I, um, yeah, Avery, just on a quick side. Avery did an amazing job rebuilding a double wide that they purchased on a plot of land. I followed them on TikTok and I saw their progression and I'm like, you're amazing. And all of that, you're a fucking kick-ass cosplay maker too. I was like, and I, because the first time we met was at a convention and you were dressed in your Captain Marvel. See, I remember like it was yesterday. And when they told me, oh, I made everything on here, I'm like, Shut up. I'm impressed, but I hate you. <laughs> she, little, little bit of player hating. Yeah, no, oh, so, oh, I, I, I'm totally, yeah. yeah. And because then she showed me that she made her wife's Miss Marvel costume. I'm like, oh, mm. fuck. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> she, can, she can help you customize uh, Iron Patriot, maybe. There you, there you go. go. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's great because, yep. yeah, so when I saw them build their home, I'm like, wow. You know, somebody would have saw them, like, oh, typical lesbian could do that. I'm like, dude, that's a strong ass woman that can oh, do that. That sounds like some hateration I know, right I know, there. I know, I know you identify as, as non binary, but I'm like, that's a strong ass. I hate men that go, oh, She's all muscular. Must be a dyke. Just because she yeah. can live more than you, bro. Don't hate on it. Like we were real quick. There's a there's a CrossFit person or athlete named Danny Spiegel. I saw her the first time. She looks like a model, but her body. She's like she's not like a bodybuilder veiny, but she's like big. And she did a, a she lifted a log over her head that was 215 pounds. Dang. My girlfriend looks at me and goes, "She's lifting you." I was like, "I know. <laughs> yeah. and I don't hate it." <laughs> <laughs> but so that was your first experience yeah. and you've had and I love that mm-hmm. uh, so Mr. Han when was your uh, in in 1983 I packed up everything I owned and I moved from Hartford Connecticut to uh, Santa Monica California and uh, it was a revelation on a whole bunch of levels but a couple of years later I think it was um, 1985 um one of my buddies said, hey, do you want to play tennis today? And I said, yeah, sure. So I put all my tennis gear in a backpack with like the handle of the tennis you know, racket sticking mm-hmm. out the top. And I got on my motorcycle. And he, I lived at the beach. He lived across town. And I'm going across town. And road after road is shut down. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So I come up this side road. And there's a parade. And I'm like, the fuck is this parade? So I park my bike and I walk up and I stand at the rope and I'm just like I'm just bowled over I hey. could not believe it oh he heard this I was young men and you honestly you haven't lived until you say seen LA Pride in North Hollywood baby uh, I saw it again, actually, when I lived there in yeah. 2018, and it hasn't lost a step. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh, no. But I do want to say that the best pride I ever went to, 
I went with Heroes United. Yeah, baby. And I was woot, woot. I was dressed as Mr. Incredible. And yeah, you like we <laughs> we knocked that one yeah, out we did. of the yeah. park. Yeah. It that, was so much fun, and it was like this, you know, mile and a half of joy and acceptance and and just sheer marvel. Mm-hmm. And then right at the end, the fucking. Westboro Baptist Church. Uh, oh, yeah. hold on. Oh, yeah. Hold yeah. on. I got something to say about that. Yeah. But so, so that was your first Pride Parade here. Well, the the first one I ever participated in. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the I first see. one I saw was in L.A. in '84. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean here in, in Arizona though. Yes. The first one you yes. attended, and yep. you got to be part of it. And, and I got to be part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and I believe me when I got the email or whatever notification on Facebook that said Heroes United is going to Pride, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay, yeah. let's talk about your first experience. All right. So this was like summer of 1995. Uh, I was about like picture uh, this, pictures, <laughs> picture this, Sicily, 1912. But um. It was, I was about like uh, 10 years old at the time. And so my dad recently moved into uh, Hillcrest neighborhood of San Diego. And as some folks know, Hillcrest is one of the most gay-friendly neighborhoods um, in San Diego. Well, most folks not might not know, but yeah, now yeah. they know. Right, and no one's half the battle. If you don't know, no, now, now you, you know. know. And so, um, but yeah, and you know, me being a kid and everything, I was actually starting to get into like the 70s. And since 70s, like... um. Uh, retro, like you know, retroness was was popular in the nineties. Seventies was the gayest music that ever gayed gay music. Yeah, you can say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that whole neighborhood was like my jam and everything because it was still like it was the nineties. It was modernized, but it still had that seventies flair to it. But it also had a very large gay community. And so one day, um, my dad he uh, says like, "Hey, let's uh, go to the grocery store real quick." We used to walk to the Ralphs, you know. It was about like a two minute walk and everything. So we make our usual route, but then we notice like on the street, there's like a huge crowd of people. And I asked my dad, dad, what's going on? And he knew it was a pride parade, but he didn't know how to explain it to me because I was too young. So he's like, oh, it's a um, arts festival. And he's like, well, he wasn't wrong. There was like a lot of art and everything, expression and whatnot. So we have to like cut through like the crowds and everything. And it was e meant everybody had like the rainbow like you know had a rainbow version of something where they like shirts flags uh they had the service dogs with the rainbow like a uh, vest on there and everything um they had the sign do you recall seeing dykes on bikes <laughs> they were there actually <laughs> yeah they, they were the- they must travel the country because they're yeah. like at every single and it when i mean when i mean big it was big like people were on the rooftop celebrating it was a party it was so dope mm-hmm. to see i had no idea what was going on but all I know is it was dope to see. So we had to, my dad and I had to take an alternate route to get to the grocery store because the crowds were packed. I was a little kid and he didn't mm-hmm. want to risk me lose, getting lost in the crowd and everything. So get to the grocery store, come back to the apartment. And we lived on like um, one of the top floors and my balcony, uh, our balcony actually was overlooked the parade route. So throughout the rest of the day, I was just on my balcony, just watching from afar the pride parade. It was one of the coolest moments I've ever seen. Again, I didn't know what was going on. I was too young to know what gay was, like, you know, gay rights and everything. All I know was it was, like, people celebrating who they were. Pretty colors. That's what it was. <laughs> well, I it was know, like, I all these it. dope colors and everything. <laughs> and I also saw these huskies. And at the time, I wanted to own a husky dog and everything. And they had, like, the gay husky dogs with, like, their, like, um, rainbow vest and everything. How do you know the dog was gay? 
Because they had a rainbow vest. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. And well, all, and, uh, and also remember the signs that said God is gay, and it's like he is. What's that? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it it was awesome. And you know, it's funny looking back. It was really cool, like um, going to visit Hillcrest. And actually, it kind of sounds like a sitcom plot because my dad, he's a you know old school Navy veteran, and he he moved there because it was very inexpensive. It was close to the hospital, the naval hospital where he worked at. So when I mean it's like a sitcom plot, you have a straight naval officer moving into a gay neighborhood. It was like the odd couple <laughs> or something. <laughs> but can Mr. Carwell and the gay neighbors live together? <laughs> but yeah, he's like we talked about that like just recently. You know, I was like, "Hey, Dad, I was just remembering Hillcrest," and he's like, "Yeah, that was an awesome neighborhood. You know, like it was cool to live in and everything." And me. Always like you know, mostly living in like the suburbs and everything. It was cool to see people like in like downtown area. You know, you got to meet all these cool characters and interesting people and everything. Yeah. So yeah, so summer of '95 was the year of pride for me. And flashing forward to now, like we've as like Mr. Han uh, mentioned, like we participated we in like the pride parades and everything, yeah. and it's always like my favorite time. Yeah. It's always cool to participate in that. it. Well, my first experience with Pride, um, I can't remember the year because I've had several head injuries. That's another topic. Mm-hmm. But um, so a lot of memories are kind of mushed together. I was, I went. To, the first one I saw was the unofficial one, mm-hmm. which is like I said, the Halloween parade in New York City's Greenwich Village. And the only thing I can really remember because I saw a lot of people flamboyant and create costumes. Mm-hmm. There was a guy running down in the parade. Uh, with a trench coat on and he kept flashing people but he had a prosthetic giant penis on him so and I'm like the hell is that <laughs> like, imagine being like in your teens and seeing that it's like I don't know what to think <laughs> but uh, as I got older I did get to enjoy New York City Pride Parade and New York is notorious for their parades mm-hmm. they're yeah. huge mm-hmm. and they're fucking hugely attended and it's crazy. Like, people mashed up against each other. People come from c- different countries, from around the world, from different states to celebrate Pride in New York. And it becomes an all-day party. Because it starts before the parade and after the parade, even into the night, all the parks are filled with people. You have food. You have music. And it's a great time. Because people are celebrating their joy mm-hmm. and their they want other people to feel it with them and that's what i enjoyed about pride and while these guys said we got to march in pride mm-hmm. and i think that was one of my most proud moments i know it sounds weird because mm-hmm. both of my children um identify as queer uh and i am very to tell you the story of what my oldest daughter came out uh they had turned 17. It was on their 17th birthday. And we're sitting there in a restaurant. And they're like, Dad, there's something I want to tell you. And, I, and they were like kind of beating around the bush. I was like, I just went, what, that you're gay? And they like looked at me. They like, yeah. I said, okay. I told them, I love you. You're my daughter. You were born to me and I'm your father. And I promised the day you were born that I would love you and take care of you no matter what. I was like, I don't care. You know, not that I don't care, but I don't care who you choose to love. It's my love for you. And we started 
crying and then my youngest daughter started crying and I looked at her and went, what are you crying for? She goes, I don't know. I see you crying, I see you crying. Well, I think it was because they were feeling the same way mm-hmm. and they saw that I was accepting their siblings so they knew that it was okay for them. And Jay Shell was there when my youngest daughter came out to me mm-hmm. and it was just like, a, oh, well, by the way. It was a very like casual <laughs> conversation thing. We were, yeah. we were getting out of the car in a Target parking lot yeah. and they go, oh, by the way, I'm bi. I'm like, Okay. Yeah, but I I always saw it like when your when your youngest daughter saw um, her her older sister come out to you, it yeah. almost felt like a litmus test to her to see how you would react. Yeah, yeah. Well, because unfortunately, their other parent uh, reacted completely different, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, my oldest child now has a lot of unfortunate uh, trust issues and PTSD from the way they were treated by their by their mother uh, when they came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas their complete opposite their father is like listen i i don't care who you decide to love it's like you're my kid doesn't change you i was like you're the kid that i raised you're the kid that i took care of and you're the same person it's like to me it makes me no difference and they still to this day our relationship Mm -hmm. they went through a phase with the whole edm thing and it's a long story Mm -hmm. but we're repairing the damage of that little bit of time uh and they actually come to me now as a comfort because I, people have told me this, like, because you give the best hugs. I said, because I comfort people because I know the pain that they're going through. And, not, and, and a big part of being part of the LGBTQ community and being queer is that you go through, like you were saying, you go through a lot of pain. You go through a lot of bad experiences. So when you find that group of people that you can make your family because they accept you for who you are, it doesn't matter if they're queer they're straight or ally, but as long as they're okay with you, you know, and that's mm-hmm. how I think it's all of us. I don't really have family here. Uh, when I moved here, it was just my, my ex-wife and my kids. And after we divorced, I found a family mm-hmm. with Jay Shell, mm-hmm. with Mr. Han. I found my family and we made our family. Yeah. You know, we don't hang out all the time and every day, but we are family. Mm-hmm. So for, um, for my daughter's memorial, I bought a bench at the uh, Phoenix Zoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, one of the last drawings she did was of a, a pronghorn antelope, and they have pronghorns at the um, at the zoo. So I bought a bench that's in the prong, mm-hmm. like right outside the pronghorn enclosure, and it says, "In memory of Salem Hand, mm-hmm. um, beloved by her family uh, of choice and origin," mm-hmm. because. She, we create our own families yeah. these mm-hmm. days more than ever. I think we surround yeah. ourselves with people who are affirming and, and loving because sometimes the people who are our family of origin either aren't that way or just aren't available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it kind of circles back around to pride because mm-hmm. it is showing a demonstration of pride. Yeah. You know? Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up, but I just wanted to say we can. I want some mm-hmm. parting thoughts from all of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, I enjoy pride because, mm-hmm. one, it is a celebration, but it has the great name because people are showing how proud they are mm-hmm. of who they are. Mm-hmm. And people around them are showing how proud they are of them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I admire you, Avery, the struggles that you've gone through and the way you're still true to yourself and you're out and you have a loving marriage, it's like, I admire that. And I totally respect that. And I'm not bullshitting you. This isn't mm-hmm. for the show. I have such respect for that. 
And I have such admiration for that. Well, I appreciate mm. you being a, a supporting ally. We don't mm. have many, but when we get a good one, we'll hold oh, on to it. Oh, you kidding me? I get emotional because yeah. it's like, I don't, I, I wish as a person I could take that from you mm -hmm. and not have you feel that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I would take it in a heartbeat just because that way you could not have that in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what I, I mean, look, I'm, I'm getting emotional now, like, but anyway, you're not crying. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, crying. I'm not you're crying. You're crying. You're crying. <laughs> Shut up. I got something in my eye. Yeah. They're called tears, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. one, one other thing that I wanted to, well, I, I got so much to talk to you about this, but I'll just say that, that these conversations that we've had, mm -hmm. that, um, have been really healing for me. Um, I appreciate you guys more mm -hmm. than I could possibly say. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you're, uh, if you're feeling displaced because of who you are, there is so much help out there nowadays. Absolutely. There are so many people ready to listen. Yep. Um, don't take no for an answer. Keep on, mm -hmm. keep on looking for that uh, family of choice. Yep. I mean, you have all those, uh, a lot of alliances and a lot of community outreach programs. You have like the Trevor Project. This is one I admire. Uh, but you also have the Minority Report, right, Jay? Absolutely. We're and here. Absolutely. And you know, I'm going to actually end on this and everything. We're here. Uh, we're kind of queer. Yeah. Get used to it. <laughs> um, I, uh, what was it called? I wanted to tell you guys, like, you know, the power of pride has now become global. Uh, because not only do we have uh, pride uh, marches here in the United States, but Brazil, Israel, Japan, South Africa. In fact, uh, Toronto as well. Japan, the Rainbow Pride Parade, the right. Tokyo uh, Rainbow Pride Parade. So wait, so Brazil also has two Pride Parades, right? Because mm -hmm. they have the Pride Parade and they have Carnival. That is yep. a gay party. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Taiwan Pride. Uh, Sydney Mardi Gras in Australia. That's uh, great. Man. Yeah. And let me tell you something. The Pride, what started out as a day of remembrance and celebration has now become a global event. And my parting words is, the world is now a rainbow. Yep. Party on, dudes. Yep. Avery, we'd like to hear some parting words from you. And well, I want to thank you first and foremost. Thank you so for much for, for yeah, coming here. You were awesome. Yeah. And this is not going to be the last time you're on here. Oh, so. cool, cool, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, this, we'll have you on for non-queer topics too. Nice. This, this is going to be like an MCU movie. <laughs> Avery will return. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. no, I... I think when it comes to pride, as much of the struggles that we have had as a community through the years, it's not over. Right. And mm -hmm. and we get complacent. We got our, our right to marriage. Um, recently, we got uh, anti-discrimination for employment. Right. Um, that was 2021. We are still fighting. Um, there are over 490 laws that have been wow. proposed this year from 2023 against our community. That's, so there's yeah. 11 here in the state of Arizona. One is going to the governor currently. Um, so, well, she's a Democratic governor, so hopefully she doesn't. Hopefully, yep. Sign I'm it. crossing my fingers. But yeah. uh, just if you're an ally, if you're part of the gay community, keep your ears and eyes open because you, we need to have our heads on a swivel. And if you're not a part of the gay community or just a, a, a proud ally, we need you just as much. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. So I appreciate both yeah. of you yeah. for well, for you. having this platform for people like of course. us. Absolutely, of course, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so we're, much. We're you're, we're yeah. we're open. Mm -hmm. We're welcoming. We're mm -hmm. inclusive, because being minorities ourselves, uh, we know how it feels, and we've had family members go through everything, and I see the queer community as still being minorities, whether mm -hmm. they're white, yes. black, 
Asian. Yeah, mm-hmm. trans people only make up less than two percent of the population. There you They're go. less than redheads. And and honestly, we you know we're fighting the same battles. You know you know just equality. That's mm-hmm. all we ask for. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less, and everything. Yeah, treated like a human. Exactly. Like and like like, like, like I said, I said like public enemy taught us fight the power that be. You know what, we're all, you know, and we, you know, we all assemble like the end of Endgame, just like these rainbow portals, you know, appearing and everything. And I just want to say, on your left. Queer Avengers, assemble. Queer Avengers. Oh, that'd be dope. Ooh, (laughs) our next idea for Pride. There you go. (laughs) The Queer Avengers. Yeah. I'll, I'll put on a Captain America suit that's rainbow. Oh, I'll have like the Black Panther, like, you know, the uh, kinetic rainbow energy there. I will head up the Space Patrol and we will all have gay guns. Nice. (laughs) There you go. So, but yeah, Avery, we appreciate you. You want to know, just so you know, you always have a place here with us. Thank you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Never think that you can't come to us, whether it's for the podcast or just in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you know that you have people that will talk to you and will have your back. And like Jay, like Jay Shell said, Mm -hmm. on your left. And mm-hmm. I got your six. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, from the Minority Support, we want to thank you guys. And remember, June is Pride Month. Embrace the people in your life that are queer. If you're an ally and if you're queer, embrace yourself. <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> no, but embrace each other. Stop the, the, the hate or the bigotry amongst yourselves. If you're bisexual, fine Mm -hmm. if you're a lesbian and don't hate on somebody who's bisexual Mm -hmm. don't put them down vice versa because stronger uh, united excuse me we are stronger Mm -hmm. and we build a wall and they can't penetrate that Mm -hmm. so again for the minority report have a great pride month have a great pride month and remember to tune in to make it a combo Every Monday, where they review movies with Jesse, Junior, and Andy. Then Wednesdays, hit up Am I a Slut? Where Andy tells stories from her listeners. And of course, bring your ass back here on Friday. Listen to the Minorities Report, where Jay Shell and I will be talking everything from A to Z and everything in between. Whether you're queer or not, we're here. (laughs) And we will see you! listen to make it a combo from make it a combo productions executive produced by jesse and junior check us on all our platforms at make it a combo pod and don't forget to follow our other podcasts am i a slut and the minorities report thank you and goodbye